Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that will be introducing 10 new hosts over the next five minutes. We expect you to know all of their names, how they're spelled, and their backstories. Yeah, all of the backstories. as they may be. Yeah. Yes. They're all set in different time periods. And uh, hey, it's the noobs and uh, the noob, I guess, because I haven't seen this stuff either. Yeah. My name's Austin, and I'm the Whovian. And these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And as much a Whovian as I'll ever be, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yes. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who and the old generation to new Doctor Who while watching an episode each and every single week, sometimes twice, and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 179 covering series 13. It's here, guys. We made it. Yay. So excited. And we avoided spoilers. Yes. Oh, should, should I say series 13, episode one, Doctor Who, semicolon, flux, Dash, the Halloween apocalypse. <laughs> I'm gonna do that every time. Oh, right. Yeah, this is the one where the Doctor and her companion, oh, sad, oh, companion, oh, singular, fight a dog, find a fight a candy skull, <laughs> a what? A sugar skull? Is that what you were going for? Uh, yeah, sugar skull. Fight each other and, and fight the nothing from the never-ending <laughs> story. And they introduce at least five other clearly relevant characters. And then my brain died. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Fight each other? Are you talking about at the beginning? Yeah, like bickering with each other. Yeah, that was I mean, that was like throughout the episode, kind of. Wasn't yeah, it? Kind oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was there was a little bit of tension, a little bit of tension there. And this is story number two ninety seven, and shall forever remain so for the next rest of the season. This is two ninety seven. Yep. A. So unlike normally in the past, we're like this is episode two ninety seven or story two ninety seven, and we're covering like multiple episodes. This is all six of these. This is going to be two ninety seven A through. Whatever, F. What? Can I count letters? A, B, C, D, E, F. Yeah, that's it. Can I count letters? <laughs> and it originally aired, like, the other day. <laughs> yep. All right, October 31st, 2021, to, okay, now we're going to get tricky. 4.43 million viewers. Now, wait yeah. a second. Wait a second. Because the first headlines I saw were, disaster strikes as Doctor <laughs> Who gains worst viewership in ever. <laughs> And I was like, that doesn't seem right because I happen to host a podcast where we, read the, where we read this stupid number every week and I never knew why until now. And I can defend my beloved show because while it's 4.43 million viewers, first of all, that's not the worst it's ever been. No. Secondly, that was only the original, the live viewership. That doesn't, yeah. and at Corman earlier, I said that was only the overnight. I mean, it didn't include the overnight. That was just as it aired. Now, we've already quibbled about what that really means. That there were probably, you know, at least another million around the globe that were watching it live as it aired. Then there's mm-hmm. the people like us who watched it four hours later. Oh, and then watched it again six days later. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not the only ones, by the way. Like there are so many people uh, that that watched it as it aired and then watched it again the next day and then maybe, you know, on Thursday. I don't know. So 4.43 million viewers doesn't even stack up because I know that sounds even lower than what we've been quoting so far. But what we have always consistently quoted on this show has been the full number. And again, I don't even know what that full number is. It's called the overnight number. And I don't, obviously it doesn't count the people that didn't get around to watching it until Wednesday because their schedule or whatever. Yeah. It certainly doesn't count by the way, the 
millions of people who will get it on DVD when it comes out because whatever region of the world they're in can't get it. Or the people that are waiting for it to come out on Amazon Prime or whatever, you know, or or for that matter, six months after it airs, <laughs> it will be on HBO Max. Six months? Yeah. But it's airing live on AMC Plus. I'm like, what did HBO buy? <laughs> what did they buy? They bought the back catalog of half the show because they don't even have Classic Who. That's still on BritBox. So you need... Th- Think about that. Think about that. If you wanted to sit down at any given time and watch all of Doctor Who, you would need to be subscribed to BritBox, HBO Max, and AMC Plus right now. Wow. Nice. Which, by the way, will be us very, so- very wow, soon. Wow, <laughs> As we get back. Actually, no. We'll, we'll drop AMC Plus like a bad habit as soon as yeah. episode six is off the air. Um, well, no. I guess we'll that's Saturday when we watch it our second time through. Um, so at any rate, the, the next thing that I saw, the next headline that I saw about the viewership numbers was Doctor Who was the most watched drama this week in, uh, uh, on the BBC or maybe in the UK. I don't know. Mm. Comma, including all of the soaps. So like including all the soap operas and everything. 4.43 million viewers. Fine. Laugh at that if you want yeah. to. It was the most watched thing on the BBC. out of the water. Yeah, it was the most watched thing on the BBC this, I think it said this week. Wow. So not in its time slot, not on Sunday, this, this week. This whole week. So take that, all right? Um, this was written, of course, by Chibs and directed by Jamie Magnus Stone. Miscellaneous trivia. There was some fun stuff here. This was the first episode to take place on Halloween. Now, let's let's split hairs, shall we? <laughs> Being a nerd show. Um it is the first episode where the story takes, takes place, place on Halloween. Mm. I couldn't find anything to tell me definitively if it was the first ever episode of Doctor Who to air on Halloween. Mm. I So I don't know that. But it is the first story to take place on Halloween. And it is also, therefore, one of only five episodes to take place on the exact date of its airing. Okay, so this story was October 31st, 2021, and it aired on October 31st, 2021. That has only ever happened four times. The End of Time aired on December 25th, 2009. The Big Bang, June 26th, 2010, which was just, what? Like, it wasn't a Christmas episode. I figured it was all the Christmas specials. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Um, A lot of the Christmas episodes took place on Christmas, but like in the future or in the past. Oh, yeah. So the Big Bang, I'm sorry, The End of Time is the only Christmas special to take place on the same Christmas that it aired. Huh. Uh, the Impossible Astronaut took place and aired on April 22nd, 2011, and that was pivotal um, in, the, in that story. The, the date was pivotal. Yeah. Um, and then Resolution, which was January 1st, 2019. So... Um, this was, uh, only the fifth time that it's ever happened. And, and, and as I was noticing, they were all in new who, yeah. none of these happened like, you know, uh, in classic who this was also for a very short time. The only time the TARDIS had an all female crew because at the, the very beginning at the, the very episode. beginning, yeah, at the very at beginning. beginning, you had the 13th doctor and Yaz. So you only yeah. had women aboard the TARDIS. And it's the only, or, for like half the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, for a good chunk of time. 
So not the only time where, because immediately I was remembering the episode that we just referenced where Rose met Sarah Jane and the doctor like walked in from off camera. So maybe he was technically outside the TARDIS, but they weren't wow. like he was around. He was yeah. part of the team TARDIS at the time. So this is the, the only time where team TARDIS was all female crew. That's amazing. All right. So for the cast, here's what we're going to do, guys. Um, we've got we've got a lot of new people. So like we did with Ryan, Yaz and Graham, I'm going to try and split it up. However, comma, there was a lot here this week. I'm, I was trying to parse out how many people are going to continue to be around and how many aren't. And I don't, I simply don't know. So I'm trying to err on the side of caution a little bit. So we had the introduction of the big guy, Dan, Daniel Lewis, played by John Bishop. This was a big deal because he is a big name comedian in the UK. I am vaguely familiar with him. Like, I, I don't even, like, you know how uh, we had the guy in the uh, Space Amazon episode, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, he's like a big comedian. I've seen him on a bunch of shows. Yeah. John Bishop, not as much. I, I don't know him from as much stuff. But but, but he is like a big name. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, was, I, 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 okay, as much time as we spent talking, excuse me, as much time as we spent not talking about Yaz in the past, I felt like that's what all of the promotions were leading up to this. There was hardly any talk about Yaz still being on board. I mean, like she's there, she's in pictures, she was in the, the promos and stuff, but it was all about John Bishop joining yeah. Team TARDIS. Nice. And it's gotten me and a lot of other Whovians suspicious. Because yeah. are they gonna throw away Yaz? Here's the thing. Like when they when they announced Ryan Graham and Yaz, yeah. it was here are the new companions. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong about this. I don't know if Dan Lewis has ever been called a companion in the promotional stuff. At the beginning, he was not. Hmm. I do know that. If it ever changed, I don't know. But at the beginning, it was weird. It was, I, I, like, I can't even remember exactly how they phrased it, but they would never say, new companion, Dan Lewis, played by John Bishop. It was always like, John Bishop joins the TARDIS crew. Or like hmm. joins the cast or, you know, it, it was never said that he was a companion, which so, led to all kinds of speculation. Like he's another regeneration of the doctor, yeah. you know, like he's the master. He's, you know, a thousand things, not a companion. And I don't know how I feel about it. Now that we've know. seen this first episode. I feel like they're definitely setting it up as he's going to stay with them. But I don't think they're setting it up as, oh, he's different. He's weird. You're not getting any different vibes? No. Okay, I may be bringing that in from the hype because yeah. it was weird the way they handled him. And then, um, don't don't let me forget to uh, to come back to Carvanista here, but the next big thing, there was a big reveal at, I don't know, one of the Comic-Cons or something. You remember how I told you guys that like there was, an, there was a big interview and it had... Mm -hmm. Uh, a bunch of the cast and then the next day they announced that Jody and Chibs were leaving and I was like <laughs> yeah what <laughs> like, why didn't this come up in the interview and you know we talked about that on the show on that interview during that special the big announcement then which again was weird given that the next day they dropped a bomb on the whole fandom was that you would be introduced to a new character named Vendor 
played by Jacob Anderson. Now, do you all even know who I'm talking about? Vendor. Vendor was the guy on crap. What was the thing called? Base Station Rose Rose or whatever. Command command Post. I don't know. I haven't written down later. Say his name at all. Like he said it. He said it a couple of times. Yeah. He said it during the report, and then he said, uh, "You know, Commander Vendor doing the unthinkable, abandoning his post or something like that." Um, Jacob Anderson was also a big deal in the lead up. So, like I said, he got announced. And when he got announced at this Comic-Con, it was like, whoa. And so, which leads me to believe, you know, he's definitely going to be major in this this season. Yeah. Partly because of the way they talked about him. Partly because he's also a big, big name as well. Um, He starred in Broadchurch, which we've talked about before with Jodie Whittaker, David Tennant, Chris Chibnall. (laughs) Everybody. Um, He also played a character named Grey Worm in Game of Thrones. Well, who hasn't been in Game of Thrones? <laughs> who hasn't no, died no, no. three different was, ways in Game of Thrones? No, he was like a, a, a bigger character oh, well. in Game of Thrones. He wasn't random dude who got eaten by he, a snake no, 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 in no, scene no, no. two. No, he was, he was a, a character of consequence. Scene not two? What did you say? Random guy who got eaten by a snake in scene two. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so again, it's like, why make such a big deal of, of him? Yeah. I, here's the thing. When you said... John Bishop is joining the cast. And then when they announced Vendor, they were dodgy about how they introduced him before the show aired. Maybe they just don't want to and leak anything. I get that. I get that. But they did that and then didn't also announce the eight other characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was like, oh, wow, a new companion. And then, ooh, Vendor. And there was all kinds of speculation. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he Is he going to be a random character in episode three or something like that. Like, how is it going to work? And that is part of why I was so shocked in the first episode when we met so many new characters. Yeah. Because I'm like, they didn't hint at this at all. Yeah. Yeah. They showed some promo stuff. none of them big names or anything? Not not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. Maybe that's why? Yes, I guess. I guess. It's because though John Bishop and yeah. Jacob Anderson are the big name stars that they that they're introducing. So they're gonna like, yeah, hey guys, yeah. come watch us. But again, it's just it's but, weird. Yeah. So now after watching this episode, I feel like Vendor is going to be as important as all of the other characters we've introduced. Yeah. Yeah. Not any more or less. But I still, I just got this feeling. There's something about Dan. like going on with them too. You think maybe? Because like if. You said they were introduced. I'm not, I'm not ready to say that. Not together, but oh, like no, no, no. in not the same. At the same level of hype. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not ready to say that they are intertwined in that kind of a way. Yeah. But I, I still just have a suspicion about Dan. I'm going to be looking at him sideways the mm. whole season. And I hope that it I'm turns right. out something awesome. Like well, he's totally. Here's in- the thing. If, if I am, because I can already feel how much I don't want to accept Dan as a new companion. Yeah. Because of the way they introduced him, not in the episode, but leading up for the last six months. And so like, if it turns out I'm wrong, I'm going to be really upset because I'm like, Oh man, I've been like, uh, you know, suspicious of this him. guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like every episode we're going to get to the theories and I'm going to be like, Dan is the bad guy. Dan, Dan, Dan is yeah. the flux. He was behind you know? them the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I anyways, feel the, this might be a key point that like Yaz might start getting suspicious of him. Like if he is actually Ooh, some okay. different guy, Yaz might like figure okay. that out and the doctor's going to be like, no, no, he's a right, companion. Right. He can't do no wrong. Oh, but Yaz man. is going to be like. How terrible would that be? 
have that trope played out where yeah. the doctor is the sap. Oh yeah. gosh. Have Yaz be right. That'd so awesome. well, <laughs> Yaz has been kicking butt lately. Yeah. The last yeah. couple of episodes and then this one in particular. That's why um, I feel like they can totally pull that off. Yeah. So we're still in the cast. Uh, Carvanista was pra- played by Craig Ells. Now there was a mini-sode prequel type of thing featuring Dan Lewis reading a ridiculously accurate horoscope. <laughs> it's I'm not even joking. I haven't seen it, but I read the description and it's like, uh, the color blue is important and number 13 is your lucky number and you know, like an adventure is coming your way. And uh, like, just like, and it's all just like wink, wink at the audience. That's all it yeah. was. But he's reading it with a friend and the, I don't remember the, uh, I didn't write down the character's name, but Dan's friend who he's reading the horoscope to is played by Craig Ells, who nice. plays Carvinist. Wow. Who kidnaps that is, him. That is nice. perfect. That is perfect Doctor Who sci-fi Easter egg. Um, this is weird. The weeping angel in this episode was credited as Barbara Fadden. And I don't huh? understand that at all. Like it's name credited. The, actor name? the actor's name is Barbara Fadden. But no, and is credited statue. as playing. I know. And we have seen weeping angels move on screen. Yeah. But this one we didn't see move. I don't even think we, oh no, we did see its face at the, at the last split yeah, second, yeah. but it but is credited as like, Barbara Fadden. Now um, I will also tell you episode four or episode three, one of them is called the village of the angels or the village of the weeping. Angels, so maybe this like angel comes back later. I mean, we're definitely going to see this angel by again. somebody. Yeah. But so why would they credit her as here when she wasn't well, the angel in this episode? Okay. Unless, unless it was, unless what we were seeing was a person in makeup, which that is, would be crazy. It's possible. Um, what's up? So I just looked her up. Barbara Fadden. Uh huh. Wait, she has a lot of random additional crew for Star Wars, but more importantly, she has dozens of uncredited random alien works for Doctor Who, going back to the Lazarus experiment. Wow. Huh. She's played a Silurian oh, yeah, in yeah, like yeah. five episodes. I, yeah, I did see that. She, Yeah, she did a bunch of random stuff throughout New Who. Oh. But she's credited as the Weeping, the Angel, Weeping Angel in this episode. So I, I'm, If I, that was a person in makeup, that's insane. Yeah, I'm betting that the, the flash that we got of the face yeah. was not no, her in no. makeup. That was probably that looked exactly like one that we've seen in the past. I think they pulled it one of the probably, statues out of storage. Probably. Um, but in other words, when she turned around and it was like face to face with her holding the hands over the face, maybe that was an actress in makeup, which is, seems like excessive. Why would they do that? Yeah. So I am very curious to see what happens now. The reason I had to mention this is because I don't know if if we'll see this character again, but I also, we met two Sontarans in this episode. The one who was on the view screen or whatever that was reporting in, his name is Kragar. Kragar. Brayden immediately awesome. said, it's Strax. And we were all, no, 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 Brayden. It's a Sontaran, but it's not Strax. This is a different, no, I know what you mean. Oh. This is just a different Sontaran because Brayden's never seen other Sontarans. Yeah. He's only seen those episodes. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold. It, it was. Kragar is played by Dan Flippin' Starkey. Strax himself. Which 
bothers me now but because, because he's that not. didn't look like the same makeup. <laughs> like they've no, obviously no, given the Santarans a little bit of an overhaul. They actually look more like classic Who Santarans. Yeah, the, the, they, they have look. Have we seen the classic Who Santarans? No, we've not watched an episode with them. Oh uh, wait, or did we? No, no, we did. We did. Yeah, remember how terrible they look? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they kind of made them look more like that. They had like a lot more like random marks yeah. on their faces and stuff like that, um, which is fine. But I don't like that if you're, if we find out Kragar is from the same whatever gene strand or whatever as Strax yeah. and they've changed him up this much, I, I don't, yeah. I, I'm not happy about that. But Dan Starkey is back, nice. which when I read that, I was like, <gasps> because I had seen a headline that said, Dan Starkey talks about returning to Doctor Who. And I was oh. like, oh, I must have been talking about that. And it was after the episode aired. I just didn't read it for whatever reason. So anywho, um, yeah. So Dan, Dan Starkey, at least for this episode, is back. Yep. I hope he's back. I hope. He's got to be. I hope we see more of him. And I hope Kragar is Strax. That's what I'm, Not <laughs> like literally, but I hope that he is completely Definitely the same character, character, the same characterizations and everything. Well, hey guys, Noobs and the Hooping is brought to you by the Weeping Angels Travel Agency. Anytime, any place, we can have you there in the blink of an eye. I actually saw that in the, one of the Facebook groups earlier today, or this week. I was like, oh, I know what the ad is this week. Gotta take that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue, nope. Nope. That would be so dumb if they said I kind of don't know what like Halloween had to do with the anything. Halloween. It's the yeah, Halloween apocalypse. Other than, it's not even apocalypse. Other than the funny bit where Dan mistook Carbonista for a trick-or-treat. That was funny. Uh and then there was a line later on where Carbonista was reporting back to the fleet and said something about the Halloween festivities, oh, yeah. which may cause problems or something like but that. Even that didn't actually play any Turn part. We didn't in see the any thing. of that. Yeah, we because didn't see they that just because they didn't the even earth. get there. They just yeah. so it, it's kind of now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, why? Why did this take place on on Halloween? Because um, especially the Halloween episode, especially because it seems to me, guys. I mean, I have never seen a television program in my life that seemed like a last minute report thrown together by a ninth grader the night before it was due. And I don't mean that in terms of quality. I mean that in terms of we got the the release date announced, if you re- will remember, three yeah. weeks in advance. They said, yeah. it's going to premiere on Halloween. And we were like so unprepared. We were like, is it a Halloween episode? And we we're like, who it's knows? Like, but it's coming out. It's like, it is a Halloween apparently episode. it is. Yeah. They filmed it six months ago. <laughs> Set on Halloween, and yeah, they didn't is, know they were going to release it on Halloween. Yeah, no, no, that's my point. Is I feel like that was the plan, but that they had so many holdups and everything that, that they, they were throwing it together. Sure get and it I, there. I kind of feel like let's. I don't remember when the announcement was. Back, so back up twenty one days. So October tenth. I don't remember if that was the exact date, but it was something like October tenth. They announced it was coming out on October thirty first. I feel like on October 9th, some poor editor was up until midnight turning that thing in at the last possible second. So, th- And then they woke up the next morning and the BBC went, oh, oh, it's here. We can announce. We can finally announce the due date. You know, like it just, it seems yeah. so rushed. Anyways, uh, the creature of the week. We're going to say the creature of the week this week is the flux because otherwise we would spend we the would, rest yeah. of the episode talking Talk about, about all of the all random of- creatures. Um, but don't worry. We're going to talk about all of them too, just in the who's who. Now, I put the flux under the creature of the week so that we could talk about it here, but probably, unless I'm wrong, the flux is going to go, I don't know, into the who's who 
or something like that. Because the who's who, by the way, is like eight entries long this week. <laughs> and I think the flux is probably going to move into that section. It's kind of not a who. It's a what? Maybe. Well, What's we don't what? know what it it's is. a who. Ooh. What's on second? It's the doctor. Yeah, I don't know. Ah. Third base. Um, so the flux, um, it's Corbin noted it's not spreading out uniformly. It's not radiating out from the center yeah. of something. It looks like it's headed <laughs> in a direction. I thought that was a clever thing to notice at the start of the episode until later it literally it started changed following directions. the doctor. Yeah, like, well, okay, you know, whatever. They're not even trying to hide it at this point. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I made the note. It's like the nothing. You know, it's just just a, a cloud sweeping through and destroying everything. Um, ooh, which is kind of meta now because this like this is a storied universe. Wait, what? Like, is it never ending? The nothing was destroying Fantasia, which was the land yeah. that was populated by all the stories of humanity. And this is a story of humanity, Doctor Who. And it's destroyed. Anyways. Um, uh, it compromises the base level structure of everything it touches, disrupting what? every particle it comes in contact with. you mean it with. disintegrates everything? No. It compromises so, so. the base level structure of everything it touches, disrupting every particle it comes in contact with. Except for our ships. <laughs> yeah, well, I oh, didn't yeah. get that at all. Our ships don't have enough particles for them. Um, Wait. Corbin pointed out that Carbonista said, we have no idea where it is, what it is, where it came from, or what it's going to do. And then later on said, our ships have been designed to take whatever the flux can throw at us. And we're like, mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> so you don't know Man. anything about it. Anything that's ever interacted with it has disintegrated, but you're good to go. Like you're yeah. ready to, to, you well, know, we didn't build see if the ships shield. actually worked yet. We know actually, the formation worked. We did. Yeah. Which I didn't understand what he, why he was so excited about that. The formation worked. Like, that's why I sent it to that's you. That's why I sent it. Yeah. No, it didn't work in terms of protecting anything yet that we yeah, know of. We haven't seen it, it just fit together. What do you mean? Like, we solved the puzzle. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Also, how did 7 billion ships fit around the entire Earth? I wanted to do the math yeah. of like, what is how the circumference of be? the Earth divided by 7 billion or whatever? No, that's not how it would work. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know how you would figure that out. What would, yeah, what would, the, what would the surface area of, of the, the Earth be? At orbit level. Yeah, at orbit level. Like whatever that surface area would be and then divide that by 7 billion and find out how big the ships would have to be. Yeah, each one of them is like the size of the United States. <laughs> and that would be a little big. Not that big. 7 billion of those? Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Anyways. Size of a small um, island at least. Let's see. Uh, the doctor said she can feel the universe breaking um, uh, she said the end of the universe is chasing us i'm like wow this okay yeah, we're just wow, gonna ramp okay. things straight to 11 no on the first episode. Yeah. and well, uh to 13 it it completely <laughs> what <laughs> it completely absorbed vortex energy she's yeah. like see how see you how this does yeah oh, nothing um, nothing nothing much all right then oh, all right uh, the, the end of the universe i, I mean i don't know what, what she expected like. to happen it's vortex energy. I guess she expected to turn the flux into a god <laughs> to destroy the Daleks or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, speaking of the TARDIS, what's with the TARDIS lying on its side at the that beginning of the episode? So it was like weird. randomly on an island on yeah, the what? acid ocean planet. <laughs> and then it was laying it's like, on its why side. Why was it there at all? And then there was a net and then there was a bed. Yep. And I'm like, uh, what? Like, why was that? Like, it was like incredibly too convenient. If she had said, boy, good thing we set this up before or something like that, it would have been like, oh, okay, that was just, it's Maybe it silly. Maybe was a nod saying, eat it was popcorn. Just, 
it was, we need to get them off this planet because we need to establish that this dude's dangerous, but we need to move on because there's 29 I feel like there's there's other ways. Anyways, whatever. They could have, whatever. They They needed an impossible situation that the doctor could get out of in an impossible way. This is true, which is like on the regular. Yeah. Um, Now, the 13 and Yaz shippers went nuts about the double bed. So first of all, did we talk about this last week or did or did we talk about this off off air? I don't know. That there is Yeah, yeah, no, I asked I asked you guys about it while we were watching the episode. That there is a whole um I I think, and this is the I could be misremembering this, but it's if it's not this, it's exactly this dumb. Their shipper name is Faz. <laughs> oh my because it's 13 and Yaz. <laughs> That's and like, so dumb. Somebody needs to try harder, Stop. guys. <laughs> Um, but there have been, I think since like the first or second, at least since the second season, there've been a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, this is going to happen. And I'm like, okay, like I'm not picking up. We spent the whole first season with y'all reading into every time Ryan and Yaz had a conversation. Y'all thought that they were going to, or at least Trip thought that they were going to end up making a, a romantic connection that never happened, thankfully. Um, but then, um, to say 13 and Yaz, and I'm just like, where is it coming from? Because the only place I can think, the only thing I can think is that Jodie Whittaker and Mandip Gill have incredible chemistry together. Like oh, you can yeah. tell when they're being interviewed and stuff that they get along great. Um, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily a romantic thing at all. No. It's just that they really, uh, they they're, play off each other well. Yeah. They're, they're that kind of acting They're good team. in the workspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know if that has bled over and people are like, oh, we should see this happen on the show. And I'm like, no, I'm not getting any of those kind of vibes. But oh. then what size bed was it, guys? It wasn't a single. It wasn't two singles. It was a double bed. And I'm uh, like, what? it was a prop mattress. Like it was. Yeah. Like if you're reading into anything, you're saying that they're sharing that bed in the control room. Yeah. What? Like next to the net like what this is obviously a dumb gag next and people are like ah, did you notice it's a double bit i'm like ah. it could have been a trampoline like you know <laughs> it was a trampoline i'm pretty sure the tardis just put it there like the trampoline however that worked yeah because that whole scene was strange it was so bizarre anyways um did the tardis have to land in the dead middle of the street yeah that was so weird also except except that somebody in in my doctor who group um posted a photo that they made that image their desktop for their computer and i was like oh that kind of looks sharp it's just like the tardis on this street you know and it's it's a great look but i'm like why Why is it there were you gonna say haven't they used that same street before though I think so. Like, I definitely remember a shot very similar looking to that one. Like Could when, be. what's her Could name, be. flew in? That villain? What? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I think that was and when And started it was. sucking the energy out of, like, Oh, the that's the scene I was them. thinking of. Yeah, it very well could be. And this could be, you know, like, the, the back lot studio thing. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, this is your standard uh, British street. And they just redress it every time. So it could have been that. I don't know. Um, the multiple doors kept showing up in increasingly weird, inconvenient places. We you did. guys noted that all three doors seemed to exit at the same point, which that would be weird. Yeah. So like, th- what would happen if three people stood one at each door and exited at the same moment? 
they would now be in the, they would be one of <laughs> transporter accident yeah um then you would have thaz <laughs> ah. <laughs> no uh just like a uh tuvix anyways um she is straight up talking to the tardis now i hate this yeah. did y'all notice that yeah um dan said is it alive and yeah i said i have no idea but they do chat and I'm like, why so, are we? Yeah. So it chats Didn't this back. happen an episode or two ago? Yeah, yeah and you complained uh, about it. Freaking R2D2 Beewoop. Yes. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We parked there for a while. Yeah. I, was it doing that? We this were time? mad about it then too. I don't yeah. think it was, think it was doing the the R2D2 back. Was it? <clears throat> I don't. Really this was more Eleventh no. Doctor. Yeah. Where she's just more, talking into she's the air, talking to it. Not yeah. It's but yeah, it's also openly admitted that it does speak back. Well, we did do chat. Yeah, that's so weird. Anyways, um, okay, we had the cloister bell, to which Yaz said, what's that? And it made me realize, I think this is the first instance of the cloister bell in the Chibnall era. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's nothing been universal. The last time we saw so it was far. with Again. 11. I'm actually, did we even see it with 12? Oh, surely we got the cloister bell with 12. Yeah, yeah at least, we did. Yeah, yeah, there was a whole episode where he went to the cloisters. Oh. <laughs> but I feel <Yeah>. like... <clears throat> The past two seasons have been <clears throat> a lot more like a little lower stakes. lower stakes, which is yeah, also yeah. weird which because the doctor is still always struggling to win. So it's like, yeah, it's well, less difficult. Corbin, <laughs> let's bring in a universe destroying cloud that you yes. can't reason with and, and give her a challenge. All right. Um, see, oh, my gosh. She's running away from this thing it's chasing us it's pulling us into the heart of the flux i can't outrun it why what just dematerialize yeah. and show up on the other side of the universe in four minutes why? in four minutes in there's four no minutes. travel time like what yeah no remember it's four minutes from the uk to japan there's never like, been travel time we've seen her escape a black it's hole. so weird you know what's weird is is um I just, um, for, the, for some reason the other day, saw, uh, I was watching a clip from Let's Kill Hitler. And if you guys remember, the way that they inadvertently saved Hitler's life was that the TARDIS crashed through the window. What? And Yeah, the TARDIS crashed through the window and knocked over the Tesselecta and saved oh. Hitler's life. And, and he's like, thank you. And he's like, I assure you, it was completely unintentional. But that reminded me, like, there are times where it just materializes. And then there's times where it like flies in um, swirling like a helicopter. It definitely seems like it flies on many occasion. Yeah. But yeah. most of the time it like basically teleports. Right. Yeah. Which is so weird. And it's almost like it dematerializes so that it can fly through the time vortex. They've and then made it seem rematerializes like that wherever. Huh? They've made it seem like that before. We've exactly. seen it fly through the time vortex, but mm -hmm. that's not how it always is. So we don't always see that part of but it. But the yeah, travel that's, time that's is like true. two seconds. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I can't stand it when, you know, like let's, let's all recall again, cause I think I've mentioned this like three times this season, this past season that the TARDIS dragged planet earth across the yeah. universe or across the galaxy or whatever it was in about a half an hour. So why can't it outrun the flux? I don't understand. Uh, the Sonic had some sort of pager function this week to alert, the doctor that the Lupari were getting closer. 
Like that was random. Yeah. yeah. It's like suddenly was buzzing in her pocket and she's like, excuse me, Claire, I have to take this call. I know that you are a person who seems to be unstuck in time. And the last time I met someone like you, it was my wife, but that's okay. I'm going to ignore you strangely. That whole scene was weird. With Claire? On top of being yeah. We're gonna talk about Claire later, let's talk about her now too. Awkward. It was so weird. It was, what was they weird? handled it very strangely, like they would never handle anything. Yaz's ever. reaction totally made sense. The doctor's reaction, no. zero sense. A person who has run into her own self at least, what, a half a dozen times in her life that we know of on screen? I think even... Between multiple doctor episodes, the Ruth doctor, yeah. you know, like all these different things, to have a person come up and be like, Oh, hi. Oh, you don't know me. I I mean, it was like watching, it was like watching River. She understood more than the doctor did. Yes. It was like watching the uh, the River. River talking to Tennant. That's what it was like. Except, and and yet the doctor was still clueless. Like Tennant was clueless when he met River, right? Which that kind of always has kind of bothered me. Except that I, I wrote it off because it didn't necessarily bother her, bother him that she seems to have met him out of order. It yeah. just bothered him what she seemed to know. And like, who are you? Why do you know so much about me? This person didn't seem to have any kind of knowledge other than, oh, I didn't realize you would be here tonight. And she's like, so sorry, really busy. Instead of being absolutely fascinated by meeting someone out of sequence again. That should have... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand that. I feel like even Yaz's reaction was a little weird though. Okay. If you've not, even if you're a time traveler, if you've never met someone out of sequence, I could understand it being disorienting and her being confused at first. And then she didn't spend enough time there to get to the bottom of it. But even she did make a connection because she's like, take care of yourself, Claire, or something like that. Whereas the doctor's like, deuces, like I gotta run. So anyways. Yeah. Um, jiggery pokery, random jiggery pokery. Why did the random laptop shrink the house? Oh, I wrote that note and then and then later on it was explained. It was because yeah. he set it as a trap. It was specifically designed to be set off by the sonic screwdriver. That it was a, it was a trap left by Carbon Easter. Why do you yeah. look like that, Corbin? Does he have a human laptop sling? <laughs> Apparently, it's still a little weird, and especially know, the fact was... that she hacked the laptop, accessed some. Not real program in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, right. Launched it on the TV like that. Yeah, so yeah, that whole sequence was weird. Technology zooming out. stuff going. Why on. is this bothering me? Small detail. <laughs> oh, why does he have such a great laptop? Yeah, he doesn't have soup. Why does he have a? I mean, there was nothing. Laptop? There was nothing in there though to indicate immediately that he was poor. So I don't know That's why true. they were caught off guard that he had this fancy laptop. I don't yeah. know that it was like it's fancy. Like, oh, he's got a MacBook Pro. It was more it was like. like it can see into space. Yeah, how like, does he have it? can zoom out and see the, the Lupari fleet. Like a function that she was having. Yeah, before. again, so it was all still weird. It was all spacey wacy. Anyways, um, I put this under name dropping because it's it's kind of like when the doctor is like, yeah, that time that I hang out hung out with you know Van Gogh or whatever. Um, <laughs> she says trapezium seven, which this is one of those times where okay, so trapezium seven was a high gravity circus where she and Yaz were the top of their class, the top huh. two in their class. So that's how they were able to do the, the really awesome swinging maneuver and, and grab the thing, like they were on a trapeze, where that's they learned how, how to do works. it on 
Trapezium Seven. You know, it's kind of like the wow. um, yeah. what's that? What's that race in Star Wars? Are they literally called the Calamari? Uh, yeah, the squid faced. It's a trap. That guy. Calamari, yeah, aren't they the Calamarians Cal- or Calamarians or something? Like, yeah, their name is squid. Yeah, I think what's funnier than like the monoclimate planet is like <laughs> the planet that is literally one profession. Yes, yes, it is <laughs> yeah. the circus planet where circus you go planet. to learn how to be a member of the circus. Yeah, there's an entire planet. There's there there's is such a, a galactic need for circus performers yeah. that we've dedicated. An well, there's entire also a planet whole planet that's a library and a whole planet that's like a factory. Yeah, a whole and those almost make sense. Almost. If you had a galactic civilization, having a whole like okay in a, a crap is it is it the Foundation novels? There is a there's a planet. Oh, it, 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 Star Wars does the same thing. There's a planet that is the capital, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. In the Foundation, I think it's in the Foundation trilogy. The the capital city planet is a city. The whole planet is a city. There is like. No, they can't grow anything. <laughs> the yeah. entire thing is asphalt and concrete and skyscrapers, the whole thing. Like but, I'm fine with that as like a a function of galactic bureaucracy. Yeah, it's also but one of them dedicated to not just circus performers, but specifically circus. if you're Trapeze. called Trapezium Seven, it's gotta be Does that the acrobats others. Yeah. And your case yeah, that too. Yeah. It's also like really wide spanning. It's like the government. And yes, everything on that planet is dedicated to training circus high flying trapeze artists. Yeah, like, yes. what? It's bizarre. And the ones that were top of the class could like only swing their legs up so that they could catch onto a bar. I think I could what? kind of do that. What? <laughs> what? You think I, if you were dangling from your feet, I could. What they did literally defies physics. If you were dangling from no, your feet, I think feet, you can do that. And then if you bend up. And then grab the ball. I could bend up and they grab didn't. it. I couldn't. They swung jump. when their feet were released. When their feet clamps were released, they pivoted around their own waists. Okay, I, th- that's I think possible. the implication was that they swung up before it was released, and then their feet dropped out. And yeah, the bar. yeah. Anyways, I okay. We'll we'll set up a demonstration later, and uh, for the listeners, okay. we'll we'll live stream. We'll watch Trip as, drop on his uh, head. Uh, no, you're in this too, Bucko, because you're talking about how easy it would it's, be. It's I didn't two say people. It was easy. I said there's it, two people in the bar. We need even. That's weight. right. You got it. Yeah, yeah. So and we also have to saw it in you know halfway through so half, that it yeah. you have a certain a time weird. frame before it breaks in half. Yeah. Um, adventures in closed captioning. Um, we had uh, oh crap, who was it that was chuckling? Oh, it was um, uh, it was Swarm's sister who. We found out after watching the episode was named Azure because she's blue. Um, <laughs> she uh, the closed captioning said as she was laughing when um, Dan's date, what was her name? Diana. There's so many characters. Diana was going into the house that she should never, ever consider going into. Of course, in her in her defense, she didn't. She didn't. Yeah. Her body literally walked itself in there. And and uh, Azure is laughing. And the closed caption said chuckles evilly. Laughs, laughs evilly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is what? there a difference? Okay. No. But I, I love that. Uh, oh, what was the other one, Corbin? Um, downbeat music. Oh, yeah. Down, Down tempo. tempo. Down, Down tempo, tempo music. That's so many And then what times. was the other one? You kept pointing that out. It said it like three times. The yes. first time we watched it, you kept pointing that out. So then the second time we watched it, there was something else. Was then, something was it literally up, up tempo music? I don't know. Or upbeat music? I think oh, it was like tempo. upbeat music. And I was like, oh, look, Corbin, there's some upbeat music for you. That and the down tempo music. 
Um, other stuff we noticed. What was with the Bond villain-esque death trap at the beginning? <laughs> the <laughs> second time watching this episode made the opening scene make less sense yeah, than it did the first it time. It was so weird. It's like, okay. I'm going to put you on this grav bar. You know what it above is? Above lava. Okay. It's, yeah. They're hanging from a grav bar, <laughs> handcuffed. Above lava on a planet no, no, that's boiling acid. Boiling acid. Boiling yeah, acid. It wasn't lava. It was a boiling acid, acid. ocean. With death bots watching them. And the sun the is about gonna, to explode. Oh, that's what it yeah, he, he said, if you, like, this is in, in 30 seconds, it's going to drop you into the boiling acid. If you survive that, which you won't, the oh sun God. is going to explode in, in two minutes. And if you and escape... Yeah, the, I have my robots. I have my death, death no, bots. Death bots. My death bots. Those which are were, insignificant compared to the exploding sun. Yeah, what, what, the death bots, which were like spinning razor blades that <laughs> shot, shot lasers. lasers. I was like, what the trash? And meanwhile, I'm a billion light years yes, away. I am very far away. And, but here's the thing. It was every Bond villain trope. Yeah. <laughs> it was, let me explain in excruciating detail. By the way, exactly how you can escape let me yeah. tell you what all of the traps are uh -huh. so that you know exactly how to escape and then let me also tell you where i'm off to and what i plan to do when i arrive yeah you know like geez it was off to so see the, the end earth. of the universe uh, off to see the end of the earth yes Wait, what will what? soon be known as the last days of planet earth and i'm like what um <laughs> that's not ominous that was that was hilarious now to me it seemed like uh, it was, it was, you know, like when you, that first episode of the office after the summer break, they have to like do the, what did we do this summer? Yeah. Uh, like cold open. Yeah. That's what this felt like. Mm. It felt like, you know, because th there was all kinds of. So yeah, of, we're awesome. Well, yeah, it was, it was all kinds of catching up with the doctor and yeah. yeah. What have they been up to? And they're chasing this guy and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And then we got more of that later, but it was, it was kind of funny. It was like. It was uh, a completely unnecessary scene, I feel like, especially mm -hmm. considering how much ground we had to cover. Uh, yeah. Like we had so much to do in this episode. Having like a zany uh, James Bond escape seems yeah. unneeded except to be the welcome back to Doctor Who. Aren't you excited? <laughs> we know we know you're here for the action and adventure. So before we get into the soul-crushing backstories and lore, we're going to give you some some zany yeah. breakaways. The Doctor being crazy and oh my gosh, man, that was that was so so much. Um, we had the return of the Hopper virus that Ryan had on Orphan Fifty Five. That was I thought that was funny. a and great callback. Dorito bag, like yes. that's what she caught it <laughs> because uh, yeah, that's what she caught it in. Um, I, I love it when the doctor pulls something out of their pockets from like multiple regenerations yeah. ago or yeah. seasons ago. Like, in this case. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Corbin, go Google this real quick. Yes. What is the, uh, diameter of the, of the observable universe? Oh, what was that? Yeah. You observable. observable universe. It's something like 19 three billion light years. What is it? 93. Okay. Higher than you thought, but still low I had, compared I had, to this number. You know what's weird? Is I, I had in my head 19.3 billion. <laughs> um. I had the nine and the three, right? Okay, so the observable universe is 30 billion light years across. Is that what we're saying? Not from center, but from mm. end to end? Is that I what? Don't. That's the diameter? Well, it'd be closer to 45 
I just said size. Okay. It's probably talking about the diameter. So the mm -hmm. diameter is 93 billion light years across. The Santaran base was 30 trillion light years away. Mm. Yeah. 30 trillion light years away. So far away. That is the difference between never... a meter and a kilometer. Yeah. That is a vastly different scale. That's not like, you know, ah, we were off by a couple of digits. You were off by four zeros. Yeah. Um, of, 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 of the observable universe. So I don't know. Are we just saying it was really, really Whoa. far away? Because that Wait. is, granted, that is the observable universe. Huh? What? Yeah. What? Under observable universe, though, there's this thing that says estimated size that puts it at 23 trillion. What the heck does this mean? Okay, don't, don't, don't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> We've got too much ground to cover. So who's who? Who is Carvanista? He's a Lupari, which is a dog species. Um, vanquisher of a thousand civilizations. I loved his scene when he crashed through the door and was like, yes, bow before my majesty. And like, and I love kind of every stuff. part of him. He was yeah. awesome. Oh, he's fantastic. I love from the moment that he crashed through that door and started spouting off all yeah. that stuff. You're like, I was like, oh, I love yeah. this guy. And the fact that it took such a hard turn from being the ghostly apparition over the boiling acid mm. sea to being man's Dog. best friend who's here to rescue Dan and is pissed about it. I loved that. I loved that so much. Um, he tried a Jedi mind trick that didn't work. Twice. And it seemed it like was, he was angry with his glove. That was a weird scene. It was very weird. Actually, there was we'll a lot exactly of weird stuff going on there because first we had the not child trick-or-treater dude. Yeah. That, that was that was. I guess that was just thing. to set up that he was about to be encountered by somebody yeah. else that he was going to mistake for a trick-or-treater. I don't, I don't, Maybe. I didn't get it. I'm not really though, because that dude oh. just like came crashing in his back door. I have did no I, idea why he thought that was a trick I, or treater. Should I tell y'all about um, the Doctor Who Poop YouTube channel? Uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a YouTube channel called Doctor Who Poop that takes scenes from Doctor Who, mashes them together in stupid ways. So, like, for example, there's one that is called Donna and no, Rose and the 10th Doctor go to Wendy's or something like that. And so what they the? took, they took clips of, Rose and the doctor doing stuff and inserted it into they're standing in a Wendy's and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Cause there's a part where like the doctor is pointing and says that one. And then it's like goes over and it's, he's pointing to a certain type of salad or something. It's, it's brilliant the way they do it and, and they mash up stuff. So they took, they took the scene, the scene of Dan opening the door for the trick or treaters was part of one of the trailers or something mm -hmm. like a sneak peek thing. So they took that and instead of having the guy who wasn't in costume, they reintroduced Eat My Salad. That guy <laughs> from The Woman Who Fell to Earth. It's that guy. Instead of the other guy who's not in costume. That would be so much more funny. It was hilarious because he's like. Eat My Salad. Yeah, he's like, hey. And, and he's like, you're not even in costume. And he throws the tomato. And when it goes back over, they had a tomato smack Dan in the forehead and run down his face. It's so great. It's so great. I mean, it's obviously doctored and fake and everything, yeah, but, but it's so it's great. So, so I, I highly recommend Doctor Who poop. They just take all this stuff and they'll they'll take like, you know, um, they, they mashed up Dan. I think, again, it was maybe Dan answering the door. And then it's Graham saying, don't make me do the old laser soft shoe shuffle or whatever. He's, he's doing the dance and shooting the lasers at Dan. It's so great. <laughs> this is why I love the Internet. Anyways, um. He reaches out and touches uh, Carbonista's uh, face because he's like, oh, the, the, it looks 
very soft or whatever. And he says, you've defiled the sacred real? legacy of my forebears. <laughs> you look nothing like forebears. <laughs> that was oh, the that best was line so in the whole thing. You don't look anything like forebears. <laughs> um, he seems to really resent being paired with Dan. He's like, you're utterly significant, worthless, meaningless, all this kind of stuff. He seems incredibly angry. It's like Barry. you're just regular human guy. Yeah, and, and I'm waiting for an really episode like you. where he has a conversation with somebody and reveals that originally he was pair bonded with like, you know, Barack Obama or something or like the pri- the prime minister. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be an yeah. American president. Oh, it would yeah, be the pr- one of the prime ministers. And, you know, something like that and then he ends up with this completely he worthless was paired with some guy person. that died or yeah. something. And then of course we're going to find out that, you know, Dan is the most important person yeah. in the universe. Yeah. That's, that's Saves the universe thing. twice over. We just have to find out if he's the most important good guy or evil person. Oh, that's yeah. Yes. Is he the master? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is He is a combination of a previous regeneration and a future of the master and a future regeneration of the doctor. I'm calling it. That's yeah. I don't know. Why not? Why not? He is the timeless child. That's it's Missy's name. sister. Also. He's, <gasps> he's River. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Apparently, all the doctor said when they set out to find Carvanista was, I need to see a man about a dog. To which Yaz says, turns out the man is a dog (laughs) and he's an assassin or something like that. Uh, Apparently, he was a division operative and the only one that the doctor can find alive. So again, the uh, Lupari are pair bonded with humanity. They are on species recall, which sounds horribly frightening. Yeah. Only in, you know, uh, the worst case scenario or something they're having to go in and, and evacuate the planet. That seems kind of yeah. drastic, but but warranted given what the flux is doing. Uh, so who is Williamson? Okay, just as a reminder, he's the guy in 1820 digging underground. For what? Don't know. We'll Don't find know. out. We'll probably but never find out. Very serious. Um, he seems a little bit nutso about something, something that lies ahead, the cataclysmic, the impossible. So Whoa. thoughts? Is he, <laughs> the flux? Has he seen the flux coming? And whatever he's digging Thoughts. is going to save he's Earth. He's Dan. Dan is a <gasps> future regeneration of this guy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was what? Williamson in Liverpool? He was, wasn't he? He was? I think so. <laughs> he was digging in Liverpool. He's Dan. What if Williamson is a Time Lord that regenerates into Dan? Okay. <laughs> Dan has a chameleon arch, so he doesn't know he's a Time Lord. <laughs> or he does know he's a Time Lord. And that's why he said, I think a friend of mine had one of these. I think his was bigger. He's a time lord. <laughs> Dad's calling it. I'm not going with that, but sure. I'm just waiting for you to spout out some nonsense and then I'm going to oh, hang yeah. everything on that. <laughs> I will bet. I will bet everything I have. I will find a pool out there somewhere where people are betting on the identity of Dan. And I'm going to say, well, my son thinks. And then spout out some nonsense that you said. It's going to turn out you're it's right. It's going to be. 100%. And I love the fact that I don't know. Yeah. I'm so happy. Because so if I had said here. that and you had gone, <laughs> <laughs> um, Who is Swarm? Uh, he was imprisoned since the dawn of the universe, but sometimes people exaggerate about those things. Yeah. That was great. Um, he kind of had a Bonacafalana look for a second there when he, he absorbed looked. the energy and like the spiky yeah. thing shot yeah, out of his face. That was so weird. He looked oh, like yeah. Bonacafalana, except he was blue. In purple. Blue. Huh? Didn't Bonacafalata explode? Yeah, he said Bonacafalata uh, cyborg and then like yeah, shot was, out <laughs> lasers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Died. 
The guy was awesome. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. The, uh, that was one of the very first episodes that I ever actually put an image on the website for. And it's just Bonacafalata's face and it says, never forget. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have our branding on it. I hadn't gotten that far yet. Uh, just one of the very first ones I did. Um, his death ray blast thing looked a lot like the flux. Did you guys notice that? When the people were disintegrating, yeah. he disintegrated like three or four people. And each time he did, as the particles were flying off, oh. didn't it kind of look like what the flux does to people? And and I was Didn't saying, it, or is that just me? That I think he's the one who made the flux. That's like the ultimate okay. checkmate for the Doctor. Is this unstoppable force ripping through the universe? When you say the ultimate checkmate, did he say that? Well, he was he was like, our battle has begun. Yes, our last battle has begun, or whatever. Yeah, and then it swapped. It switched back to the TARDIS, and she looks out, and there's, and there's the, flux the flux flying okay. at them. And, so and I turn think, directions. And everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think that's the ultimate checkmate, or whatever. There you go. Um, he says to the doctor, they were so efficient. There's not a tiny corner of your mind that remembers you and I dancing across space and time locked in combat. And now after so much time, we get to do it once more. Our final fight has begun. Mm -hmm. Now, apparently he regenerated at the beginning. So when I he, did think he looked different. Okay. When he, I thought that was him restoring himself. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought that when he killed Intenso yeah. or whatever her name was, that he was kind of like absorbing her energy and like repairing his body. Yeah. But then I was like, wow, he sounds very different. Okay. It was a different actor. Really? Huh? The actor who played, they called, that he is credited as old swarm and how come huh. his sister looked exactly the same because she didn't regenerate no yeah. no i mean his pre-regeneration thing looked very very different i figured it was him being all withered like yeah yes so then his sister looked like his second regeneration i i think you're first. right i think that he was old and withered yeah I think that's what his species looks like when they're that old. Wow. That, that's what I th I took it to be. Yeah. He was old and battle scarred and, now and injured and decrepit. And he was like getting like his health potion, you know, or that yeah. kind of thing. But it was a different actor. And the Wakia consistently referred to him to that scene where he bought a as him regenerating. And if you think about it, that's what it, when I watched it the second time, I was like, wait a minute. I had forgotten about that, that, that moment where the spikes came out and everything. Cause remember we geeked out about it. We were like, that was amazing yeah, looking. That was like that looked very, very cool. And then when he started talking after that, I was like, his voice really changed. No, it was a different act. His mm. entire body shape changed. He got yeah. leaner, taller, more more gaunt and narrow looking his entire voice is, it's a different actor mm. completely so whatever race they are they regenerate they regenerate so does that mean that oh the doctor could have been used to like make that race oh, no. and that's why they're fighting that's not where i was going with it huh where, where you I, I was just thinking we've discovered another race that can regenerate that's what I was. If thinking. they're as old as 
the universe. The universe. Like I don't think that's she true. She claimed at all. they might have come from the same universe as the Doctor. Yeah, because uh, it, it wasn't clear maybe. if the timeless child came from a different part of the universe or, or a, different a different dimension. dimension. I it very much sounded like a different dimension. dimension. It's what it sounded like. So maybe like some they. So maybe the swarm. Crap. Maybe the swarm, swarm was also from that well. dimension, or a different one. A different. And that's why we only different, different we've only seen two of them. Well, because there's there's two of them. So did they both fall through or something, or know. did they come through intentionally? A lot, a lot of layers. Well, they're brother to, and to sister. Back. It's easy to imagine them falling through at the same time. Definitely. Maybe. So speaking of who is Azure, um, she rejected the emergency call at first. I didn't. I didn't quite. I'm curious to see where that goes. If we get any flashbacks yeah, to her being a human, um, what that was all about. Um, why was she disguised as a human? Why was she married? I just realized. Mm. Of course. She has to be disguised as a, as human. a human. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And course. they end the episode by torturing some random human. Yeah, presumably we're going to have fun with this one. Yeah, like, yeah because be Earth humans. is the most significant, insignificant planet in the universe. Yeah, yeah, as always. And we're all stupid and dumb and have a low IQ or whatever. But we're so great <laughs> because of our blah blah blah, Big whatever hearts. for the week. You know, <laughs> our, our blah blah blah. Our creativity, hope, compassion, whatever, yeah. resiliency. Yeah. Bravery. Whatever you want to praise about the human race today. Yeah, whatever the doctor wants to get fascinated about this week. Uh, who is Claire? Just as a reminder, Claire is the, the woman unstuck in time who met the doctor in the wrong order. Um, she didn't expect to see them here tonight. She didn't expect to not see them, but she just didn't, she no. didn't realize she was going to encounter them. Yeah. And then she said, we've met in the past, I think, if it's true. What are you saying, um, woman? What is happening? And the that was part like, of what hey, made it true? really oh, wait, awkward. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. What? So the flux mm. is like disrupting particles. Okay. So what if that has something to do with her meeting them in the past? Like that's going to disrupt particles and that's going to like um, I'm, I change I'm the timeline. Sure I'm assuming it's just them. the weeping angels that is causing her to be unstuck. Well, but we saw her get sent back by... Mm. The weeping angels. Right. So if she's met them in the past, and then we see her get sent back by the weeping angels, then... Are y'all assuming there's some reason, specific reason, that she's meeting her out of order? Because I'm pretty sure if the doctor travels around the universe all the time, she's just bound to run into people who've met her. Except that she doesn't. Yeah. Except that that rarely happens. We've talked. I think we just talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like, how come? How come they haven't met the master out of order and yeah. stuff like that? But it's not like there was not a specific reason that River was met out of order. It was just how they were telling the story at the time. It's not like there was some disruption in the timeline that caused well, it yeah, to happen. But no, but I'm assuming that because we saw her get sent back by a weeping yeah. angel. That that's going to factor in, and there's an episode coming. And she knows she knows what the weeping angels are. Maybe she's seen them before. Right. I was just thinking the flux could have something to do with like the timeline. I mean, maybe obviously the flux has something to do with everything. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's the overarching theme Um, of the whole season. Yeah. So she already knows about the weeping angels. Who is Vendor? He's on Observation Outpost Rose, and the crowd goes wild. Oh my gosh. I don't, so much speculation yeah, because Billy Piper in an interview a month or two ago, I think I've mentioned this recently, said, yeah, I'd love to come back. And then everybody's like, oh, observation outpost rose, vendors uh-huh. rose. Oh, that Nobody vendor's said that. Rose. Nobody said that. But 
Uh, yet. I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that. You're now. saying it now? <laughs> Trip's like, I'm calling Corbin you. says, mark it down. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Vendor is Rose, who learned how to regenerate from the Metacrisis Doctor. Yeah, who also can't regenerate, by the way. Who can't regenerate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is Metacrisis Doctor. Wait, how did he get formed? Oh my gosh. I was just thinking about the implications of the timeless child. He was like a clone of the hand, right? Some clone of the hand? Yeah, it was the like a weird hand. half regeneration. I was just yeah. thinking, what is the implications of the timeless child revelation on the Metacrisis Doctor? Does that mean he does that mean still he cannot regenerate? Anyways, moving on. Uh, too much too much speculation to speculate on things that aren't actually being speculated upon right yeah. now. <laughs> um, vendor is 21,754 rotations in on post with no changes. Now, if those uh, 21,754 rotations are 24-hour rotations like on Earth, that's 59.6 years. That doesn't sound. That doesn't seem likely. But it does yeah. sound like it's a long dang time, however long it is. 27,000, or excuse me, 21,000 of anything would be a long time. Yeah. Just him giving that same report back to back 21,000 times would take a while. So, uh, Who is Dan Lewis? He poses as a guide at the Museum of Liverpool. Of course he has, because he's lived there since 1820 because he's Williamson. Yeah. Um, what is the point of living if you can't make people happy? That was a great line that I didn't catch the first time through. This is why we watch it twice. Um, he's a stickler for the rules of trick-or-treating. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> he was not giving that dude candy. Not because nope. he didn't have any candy. He didn't. But because you're not even dressed up. What the, you know, I wouldn't give that dude candy. I wouldn't either. No. He's a creeper. He's like, I heard you had sweets. Like, who, who are you? <laughs> you know what's sweet? Me punching you in the face? Who yeah. told you that? Yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you polling the kids for where to find the best trick-or-treating? Who has the best candy? I love when he wakes up and goes, a dog shot me. <laughs> Just such a great bit. Um, pro tip, trip. You want to give him the pro tip to Dan if he's listening? You should get Braden to do this because he did this exact. Oh thing. yeah, he did. He grabbed an what? Electric, he grabbed the electric fence. Okay, give, give, give Dan the pro tip give and then the tell tip. me this backstory that oh. I don't know about. So basically, if there's an electric fence, you probably shouldn't grab it to see if it's electrified. Grab it with your whole yeah, hand. with your whole. You, Touch yeah, you can, it. You can touch it tap lightly. Tap it. Yeah. Don't wrap your entire hand around it. Yeah, around a metal bar. So what did Brayden do? He, uh, he at our grandparents' house, fence. he grabbed the electric fence. He went like this, like closed his wrapped his hand around it, and then he couldn't open his hand. Because that's, what yeah, yeah, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. So what happened? He just, he just, he just held it for like <laughs> 10 minutes. No, like 10 <laughs> seconds. And then granddaddy pulled him off. Oh, granddaddy was there and got him off. Yeah, right? I don't know. I was wondering, was like, there. did one of y'all grab him or like, how did that? I don't think I was really there when it happened, but like he was just clinging onto it. Yeah, I think they said, I think they said that he did it again for oh some reason. God. What? Like, why did you do that, Brayden? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. I already mentioned his TARDIS reaction was nonplussed. He said, I had a mate who had one of these. I think it was a bit bigger, which could just be liver puddlian. Uh, humor, you know, dry. Yeah, yeah. If you're from Liverpool, liver you're, you're Liverpudlian. That's no. what they call it. That's what the Beatles are. They're Liverpudlians. Wait, really? What? I'm not making that up. Oh, just like the people from Crew, That's Virginia, awesome. are called croutons. Anyways, <laughs> um, yes, um, UK listeners might know of a rail a railroad town called Crew in the UK, and apparently, a bunch of people from the Crew in the UK came to 
Virginia early days, like the 1800s, to help build out the railroad that was coming through town and build the roundhouse in a little stop off called, you know, like something like Johnson's Pike or some crap like that. And eventually named it Crew after the town in the UK. And eventually huh. it became the town of Crew, Virginia, which and we once lived called at. themselves Crutons. Yeah, I don't know about the, the locals of Crew UK, but the, the locals of Crew Virginia call themselves croutons without irony whatsoever, which is my favorite thing about yeah. that town. Um, and the Railroad Museum. It's lovely. You should stop by. Uh, anyways. Um, Not sponsored. Who? <laughs> although, we should reach out to them. want to sponsor us, We should reach out to The town of Crew Railroad Museum. <laughs> Sponsoring. Yeah. Noobs in the Hoovian brought to you by. <laughs> Anyways. Um, who is Yaz? She's a dang co-pilot now. The yep. doctor literally looked at her and said, co-pilot. And she's like, I'm on it. Boop, bop, beep, bop, 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 bop. I'm going to do flotchy to hammer, dump, do. And she Here, did take some, this hammer and smack yeah, the Yeah, that, that was great. Yeah. Thing that made it easier to navigate. I don't know why the TARDIS can't just go where you want it to go. Yeah, well. Now you got to smack it around sometimes. She said she has a lot of experience with breaking out of cells. I love, she goes, uh, your your holding pin seems to have, and does like a once up and down and across, nine um, booby traps, and like just like, what? just glancing. She could see nine booby what? traps. Yeah. And she's got a mate who's an alien. <laughs> yeah. That's a great line. Uh, don't we She all? was so casual in that scene. I thought that was great. It was like. Yeah, she's done it a lot. It's because she was talking to a local, you know? Like she was talking yeah. to somebody from like her her part of the world not only a human not only a human from the present but from oh, her yeah. part of the world you know so it's not often she gets to interact with those folks um who's the doctor maybe she was scottish when she set up the uh voice activated handcuffs that was hilarious <laughs> got to mention another great closed captioning moment yeah please where do she screams release as what the, the first it says as the 12th doctor as and the then as the seventh as doctor, yeah. the two, the two Scottish actors who played the doctor with their Scottish accents, unlike David yeah. Tennant, the Scottish doctor who played it with a British accent. Yes. Obviously. Obviously. Um, don't lick the glowy floor stuff, doctor. Nah. Wow. Why does this doctor lick so many things? Just nah. like, I mean, it's not, it's not particular to her, I guess. The 10th doctor and the, the doctor. 11th doctor did that a lot. Yeah. You know what it is? It's, it's the bone dust that, that just clenched it. <laughs> yeah. And this time it was like phosphorescent on the floor. Uh, She's like, let me lick that a little bit and see what it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's this type of weapon. Like, what? What? Uh, uh, How many? I mean, that means that she had to have licked something <laughs> like that multiple times to be able to recognize the taste. How many that. weapons? If she licks everything she comes across. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. I don't know. However many it is, she knows the difference between the tastes of the two <laughs> or three or thousand, whatever it is. <laughs> Um, I love her bit there where she's trying to send Yaz away and she's like, you know, like going through all of this kind of stuff. She says, okay, synchronized watches. Forget that. I'm not wearing a watch. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Uh, she has the bit where she, um, she goes under the, the, the TARDIS control panel and she's trying to fix things. And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna give my brain a quick scan. I had a little bit of a glitch. And Yaz says, what kind of a glitch? You didn't mention it. And she goes, you know what, Yaz? I don't mention everything. I was like, wow, wow. some doctor sass. Like, she's, you know, like, hey. I, you know what? Back I, off. I, I, the, remember, the team structure is not flat after all. Dang, calm down. Um, she says, what's the flux? When Carvanista says the flux, she, did y'all notice that? It's the first time she's heard the word the flux, 
right? Mm. She whipped around. She was looking away from Carvanista. She whipped around and did like this neck bobbing double take. <laughs> what the frooks? Like, first of all, in her accent, which I love. Yeah. Um, but it, it was such a big reaction to something she's just heard about. She It's so over the top. Yeah. He didn't say the most terrifying thing in the universe, the flux. He just said, you know, the flux. The flux, the flux. What? Anyways. Um, nice to meet you, Dan. Run for your life. Nice little callback to the ninth doctor, which is all pointed out approximately a thousand a times this week time. on Facebook. Um, she says, I don't understand it and I hate not understanding. And then uh, closing line, the end of the universe, I always wondered what it would feel like. Except that you've been there before. At least a few times. At least a couple times. At least a couple The universe has in fact ended. Well, she's been to the end of the physical universe, like the yeah. end as in like in the end of the sidewalk. Twice. She's been to the end of time to hang out with me for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she has ended the universe at least once at and least. rebooted it. Yeah. Um, so Not to mention all of her other regenerations we don't even know about. <gasps> yeah, and all the comics and... Wait, and does that mean uh, she Man. didn't have the TARDIS for any of those regenerations? Hey. Because well, we saw as the timeless child, you mean? Yeah, I guess not. Timeless child era. She didn't have the TARDIS. That's true, which is why the Ruth Doctor makes even less sense after the revelation of the timeless child. Yeah, because at first you go, "Oh, that's where the Ruth Doctor is from." But, Except hey, wait, you have no, to realize that she calls herself the Doctor and she has a TARDIS to shape like a blue police box. Yeah. What? That means the chameleons are shaped like already broke. Remember when? Remember when thirteen was digging? Yeah. Oh out of the my dirt gosh that makes no was, sense i yeah that's what? why people have so much problems with the ruth doctor because she calls herself the doctor she's never seen a sonic screwdriver and she has a blue police box shaped tardis that's why to me the theory well, never seen a sonic screwdriver makes sense because the doctor didn't have that to like the third regeneration second second but well, even, the second doctor yeah. had a sonic screwdriver but even still you wouldn't call out Hartnell as not really the doctor because he didn't know what a sonic screwdriver was. No, no, no. Was. What I'm saying no, is the timeline like, doesn't make any sense yeah. because, like, uh, maybe it's a future regeneration. Well, we saw Hartnell. She has that all these things can't be all true. All the things at the same combined time. Yeah. is so confusing. She, why does she have. She calls herself the doctor, so she's not the timeless child era. Yeah. She has a blue police box. So, so the chameleon trick had already broke be before so Hartnell. Yeah, it's past Hartnell. But she's never heard of the sonic screwdriver. So she's in between one and two. So she's in between one and two. No, again, but the doctor doesn't know about her, so the, it must the, be timeless child. The theory that makes the most sense to me is the idea. Remember, we talked about between two and three, where we see two start regenerating, and then it's not until the next season when the third doctor falls out of the TARDIS in color, and we don't know what happened in between. He was on Gallifrey and started regenerating, and yeah. then the next season picks up with him falling out of the TARDIS post regeneration. So people are like, Boom. "Was that the one where he was executed?" He was forced to regenerate by the yeah. time lords. Yeah. 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 So that kind of explains yeah. what happened. So it kind of makes sense, except that again, I'm I'm almost positive the second doctor had one instance of using the silent mm. screwdriver. The thing is, Ruth to seems actually to know, turn screws. By the but Ruth seems to know about the division. Ruth was in the division. And Hartnell yeah. doesn't. Doesn't seem Hartnell to, at least. Well. Wow. Like the first doctor presumably didn't know anything I mean, about the division. You can't say So that did did she have her division years that was erased then in between 2 and 3 she relearned about it rejoined then got her memory erased again unless the time that got erased 
was the time between two and three, which would yeah. make sense. So the entire division years happens then. And then so there's it's Hart- presumably Hartnell still the first. But she still right had now. her memory erased yeah. twice because there's no, clearly dozens of her generations before Hartnell anyways. Oh, crap. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. If they were erased their memories once, why not twice? I, but why would they leave one in between the two erase? All I know, all I know is Chibnall better give us some answers, man. Yeah. We just, just now, we just went, wait a minute. And like all this crap starts bubbling up again that we had forgotten about because the Halloween apocalypse and the flux yeah. and the blah, blah, blah. And I really hope that it's not one of these times where they dropped this giant bomb on us. And then, and they then they it's like, nah, I'll leave that up to RTD. Yeah, I yeah. really hope not. I really hope that it was not a case of Chibnall throwing something out to give future writers something to chew on without having any sort of plan. Yeah. Because there's very specific details that he left there, like the blue police box, like the name, the doctor, like the division, like the absence of the screwdriver, all of these things. Yeah. I don't, who knows? Who knows? Hey guys, noobs in the Whovian is actually brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared and James. If you find value in what we do, like they do, here's what you can do. Head over to noobs in the slash support. You'll find a shiny new button. That's right. We've gotten rid of the Patreon button altogether. <laughs> um, so uh, we have, uh, basically it works the same. You can still give a dollar a month to be a Fez patron. $5 a month to be a Bowtie patron because we never did update those, by the way. No. We updated them a couple of times and then like just never got back to it. Um, so make sure you head on over, uh, become a, a supporter of family-friendly independent media today. All right, so that brings us down to our classic Who connections. Let's hear what Jared's got to say this week. I am thoroughly, thoroughly Looking forward to hearing what Jared has to say. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for Flux, the Halloween Apocalypse. Or maybe it's Flux Episode 1, the Halloween Apocalypse. I, I don't. Or, or maybe it's just supposed to be the Halloween apoc- Apocalypse. I don't really know. But I've got some Classic Who Connections for you. First off, I'm so glad I turned on the uh, closed captioning because I missed it. The first time I had to go back, she was talking so fast. But the doctor mentioned Nitro 9, which takes us back to the seventh doctor and Ace. Who doesn't love Ace, right? Uh, She was pretty popular uh, companion at the time. And I think still is, at least by noobs in the Whovian standards. Uh, So anyway, um, Nitro 9, you know, a, a volatile, very volatile explosive invented by Ace and often carried around by in her backpack along with her baseball bat and leather jacket uh ace that is not the doctor but apparently now the doctor carries it around too um we had kind of an allusion to the uh doctors uh bigger on the inside pockets you know um pulling all this stuff out and putting it on the table for yaz to uh uh hold or not on the table but in yaz's hands to hold while she looked for i forget what but something uh we had suntarans classic who uh uh you know, baddie there, but of course we've had Centaurans and New Who, so you guys already know about those. Uh, but they looked, to me, they looked more like classic Centaurans. Uh, I loved Strax. I, I, I hope Strax comes back. You know, I, I, I enjoyed what they did with Strax, but he was kind of a, a caricature of Centaurans. It looks like we're going to get uh, the real deal back again, more more classic Who esque Centaurans. Uh, the cloister bell was heard again. By now, you know, we're familiar with the cloister bell. Don't really have to go into that too much. 
And I looked into it. So, you know, the, the, when, when we're introduced to Swarm, the Swarm uh, the, on the TARDIS Wikia, it, it, it called it the Swarm, or maybe it was an, an article or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, it, it looked into Swarm because, of course, clearly they're saying that there's a history there and, you know, psychic link reestablished. Uh, um, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't recognize anything except for the fact that there was a classic Who baddie called The Swarm in the serial The Invisible Enemy, but that was like a virus, uh, and you know it was invisible, as the title of the serial would imply. Except they used the lightning effect to show it moving between one person to another, uh, you know. And but it definitely was a virus thing because some people had antibodies to it and couldn't be affected by it, and. Uh, um, it had to attack the eyes for some reason. Uh, I'm not, you know, not really sure. I mean, they had to have, give it a weakness, but um, that was that was an interesting uh, weakness for the show show writers to come up with. But anyway, so nothing. It seems like Swarm uh, is is a <clears throat> brand new character that they're going to uh, write into the history now. Uh, uh, presumably using the Timeless Child arc that. It's if that was blatantly obvious, I missed it. But I I think it was kind of obvious. That's what they were uh, referring to. But you never know with Doctor Who. Uh, um, So definitely. uh, So that's the the classic Who connections I've got. Um, I enjoyed this episode. I I, uh, um, thought it had good energy and and, uh, good introduction to it to to this uh, idea of of the flux. Um, I was waiting the entire time for someone to uh, make a, a, a line or joke about needing a flux capacitor because, you know, you use a pa- capacitor to help limit energy uh, travel and, and power and things like that. So all you need is a flux capacitor to stop it, right? Well, no one said that, which, I, you know, maybe would have taken away from the show a little bit, but I think it would be it would have been a worthwhile uh, joke. But anyway... Um, but enjoyed it. Um, I've got some, uh, theories. So, uh, Swarm and his sister, we didn't really get, uh, uh, did, did we get a name? If we did, I missed it. Um, but, but Swarm, uh, I think is going to be, uh, um, a Time Lord. That's my... That's my theory that uh, there's some, you know, a mutated Time Lord, a, a changed Time Lord. I, I don't know exactly, but I think that's um, what we're going to, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's where it's going to go. Some Something to do with uh, Time Lords, you know, because may, maybe, um, you know, there's the, there's the psychic link. And it, there are some similarities between Time Lords and, and this Swarm guy. I think maybe um, as they were trying to, to harness the regeneration ability, maybe uh, things went wrong and, and Swarm was created or something like that. You know, as anytime you end up with something good, you end up in stories like this, you end up with something bad, right? So, a byproduct. Uh, so, you know, been around since time itself uh, in, in that prison. Anyway. Uh, that's that's my uh, that's that's my theory there uh, on that for now, um, and uh, yeah, we'll just see what happens. So, uh, like to oh, I, I gotta give my sorry, gotta give my ratings. Uh, I'm not used to really remembering to <laughs> enter into theories, nor do I usually have any theories <laughs> that of that are worth speaking of. Uh, but anyway, so um, anyway, back to ratings. Um, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. 
uh, flux capacitors. I'm just going to shoehorn that in because I think it should be a part of this episode. Uh, so um, nine out of ten flux capacitors because uh, I, I think they they did a good job and I'm excited. I'm excited for this season, which is which is cool. Uh, and then uh, creep levels, man. I, I'm gonna give it 200. I don't know if you guys, you know, I might be, you m- might think I'm a wink, wimp, but the idea of just being able, just just being obliterated from existence, uh, you know, there's psychological psychological creepiness there, but also the idea that, or, or the the visual representation, swarm swarm coming, you know, re- revitalizing himself and stealing her energy. Um, I, I could even if I remembered wrote her to write her name down the the guard I, I wouldn't know how to pronounce it uh, anyway and uh, you know coming back and just that whole thing and the stuff's poking on his face and his whole look and then his sister every all about it just 200 200 creep levels for that uh, and that's about it uh, not a whole lot um, you know, we, we, we're, we're working with new episodes, so maybe I missed some, uh, you know, not a whole lot of information on the, on the interweb, uh, for these episodes now, but, uh, and so if you, if you caught anything I missed, uh, shout it out, but, uh, that's, that's all I got. So thanks to the noobs and the Whovian for having me on, and I look forward to bringing you more classic Who connections next time. All right. So, um, brings it down to our overall impressions. Um, that was a big sigh. <laughs> it was because I'm thinking, I'm thinking long and hard. There were, okay. There were some weird bits, you know, 7 billion ships yeah, well, yeah. encompassing the planet and the, the net. And Actually, the, the, the net. If you yeah. want to hear, I did a little bit of math and if I'm right, <laughs> oh, for let's, let's go for it. just the circumference of the earth, each ship would have to be 147 square feet, which isn't completely impossible. That's, that's just, just that's for, just to make a belt, not a, a shell. You said the circumference. I'm a, sorry, I meant surface area. Oh. So that's for the surface area of, of the, the Earth. Earth. That doesn't so take into not, account the atmosphere. Yeah. But also compared to the rest of the Earth, the atmosphere is not much bigger. Right. It has exponential growth, I think, or something. It would so be a considerable those change. Ships could, they would be very freaking large. It would be how many square feet? One hundred forty-seven. Forty-seven. That's not that bad. We that, saw like mm, multiple rooms on the ship. That's ships. a bedroom. Yeah. Is it? That would be like that would be a room that's ten by fifteen. Even if you du- a room that's ten by fifteen, would be a hundred and fifty yeah. square feet. So if yeah. you doubled that, so assuming th- my math is right, then. Huh. I guess those ships were pretty big. We, okay. Maybe well, seven right. billion is yeah. more than we thought. Probably. A billion is a lot. I'll, I'll give you that. It's 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 bigger than you can wrap your head around. Really? Only 140 I'm something trying. square feet. That's amazing. Well, don't I, I believe you. I believe you. But anyways. Um, okay, so here's what I have to ask myself. Is there something about this episode that sticks out that makes me go, I wish they'd have done this differently? And I don't think there is. And the opening scene. You know what that means? No, no, no. I still had fun with that. What? It was, How? A, it was a manic. It was a manic Whatever. romp. I loved Whatever. it. Well, I loved it. It's just like holy crap. We did all of that, and then we still had all of the episode. Do you remember at at the end of this episode, both times we watched it when they were doing the visual recap mm-hmm. of like a, a slow 
zoom in on each Everything random character. Like, oh my goodness. Trip goes, I forgot about that old guy. And Corbin goes, I forgot about Claire. You know, like all this stuff. Who we is like, that? Holy crap, Vendor. I forgot all about him. He's escaping the thing. You know, like we, it was oh, wait, so much stuff. Sister? <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. Um, it was so, so much. Yeah. But I. But they fit it in here, well. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The first time we watched it, during that closing bit, every time it cut to a new face, my heart got faster. My heartbeat went faster. And I got more and more on the edge of my seat. Yes, we finally have a season where we can do a whole story with so many moving parts. It's going to be awesome. I told I told Corbin earlier today. I said if that had been the pilot episode of a brand new television show, it would be canceled, crashed, and burned because that was too much. Corbin goes, "Lost didn't cover that much ground in its pilot episode." I was like, "Yeah, "Yeah, you might be right." Um, It covered so much ground, but because we have some background, it was all right. And because they also have a fan base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just felt like at the end of the episode, watching it the first time, I was so excited about what's coming. Like I haven't mm-hmm. been in a long time. Like like I was at the end of Spyfall. Oh. Felt felt that I was like, Whoa! you know, but like the end of The Woman Who Fell to Earth, I was like, okay, this was mm-hmm. good. You know, like I wasn't like I wasn't giddy. And at the end of this one, I was I was nerding out. I was so hyped. And then when we watched it the second time and I was catching all the things that I missed the yeah, first time yeah. and going, oh, right, I forgot about I, I remember saying I should make a note of this. Let me make a note of it because I don't take notes the first time now. And, and all this kind of stuff. And when we got to the end, I had forgotten. Even though I had thought about it multiple times yeah, through yeah. the week, I had forgotten about the closing montage. And when they did it, it happened to me again. You were like, I felt myself getting more and more excited and just like over the moon, like I cannot wait like, to see oh where this goodness, goes. There's no way there's this the, many plot lines. The only negative is I'm like, Chibs, you better cash that check you just wrote oh, to us. Yeah. You better cash this check at the end of the season because if you- We better wrap it all up. Yeah, like if you don't, but I I, I, I believe him. I believe I hope, him. I believe I, yeah. he had a three-year plan. I believe him. And I want to go on this ride. And he, he said- Going out with a bang. He said, when it came down to COVID protocols, we could do one of two things. We could keep the plan that we had and do more episodes and have all these different things and go to other places and whatever. And he said, or we could shrink it down a little bit and do the most ambitious season of Doctor Who in its 60 year, almost 60 year history. And I believe him now. I thought that was a load of crap this summer. And now that I've seen the first episode... I believe him. If I all of keep them, believing if him. all of them keep up to what this is, yes, without introducing any more plot lines, no more, <laughs> no more plot lines for the rest of the season. Oh no, 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 no. just you, wrapping them. You up. You forget. We have to still come back to Ruth, the Timeless Child, and the Master. We still have to come back to all three of those if we want to be yeah, happy. I'm but saying, but no more no new new <laughs> plot lines. Okay, all of that preface to say, I've got to give it ten. Okay. 10 out of 10 Bonacafalata regenerations. Which, by the way, I, I couldn't remember how many how many N's, how many K's, and how many F's, and how many L's, and how many T's. Because some of them are doubled and some of them aren't. So I wrote it as best as I could and then got the red squigglies. And when I clicked on it, it had it saved. Because nice. the last time we had Bonacafalata, I saved the spelling. <laughs> wow. So. Who's next? 
I'm Trip just... has just increased his score. Well, <laughs> okay, the way you you're hyping me up, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. Trip's for the season up. Now. By the way, I mean, here's here's the exciting thing. In a couple of hours, we're gonna go watch the next one. Yeah. yeah, like I'm so hyped about that, man. Like I'm looking forward to this. Like I was looking forward to the first season of Discovery. <sighs> Trip, what? what do yeah. You mean? Okay. So I don't know. I had a pretty high score, and then like, <laughs> there's so much that I didn't even take into account. Like I totally like I remembered the montage at the end, but yeah. like the more the more I'm thinking about like all that we covered in this, and like. I don't know. I just feel like if the rest of the season can be as good as yeah. this episode was, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be really happy. And I feel like the fact that this episode like was introducing so much and like getting me ready for the next season, I feel like that brings up the score of like this episode, just me thinking about what they're going to do for the rest of the season. Yeah. So I don't want to get too much of like anticipation <laughs> but we're already mixed up for we're, we're already liking sp- the episode more oh, okay i got you i, I don't want to yeah, yeah yeah like have me expecting stuff in the future all right so what affect do you, what do you this i don't know i feel like they could have gotten rid of the opening scene and done it i mean if they like, had if, if they, they had it wouldn't have hurt the episode if they had yeah and introduced yeah. that character by him crashing through the door right and like zapping the dude, they didn't need the hooded figure thing. They they didn't need to introduce him as a bad guy. I don't feel like. I feel like that was. That was an okay reveal. I had fun. That was I an okay reveal or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like that was kind of a. Needed... I had fun with him being a a creature of majesty and doom and blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Down to like a like army grunt who's ticked off about yeah. his assignment. You know, he was also <laughs> yeah. like a puppy. Right? <laughs> It's kind of cute. Then is this real full? It looks dead soul. <laughs> What's your score? Man? I'm going to go um, 9 out of 10 names that have nothing to do with the episode. What? The, the Halloween apocalypse. The world was ending on Halloween. No. It's called the Halloween apocalypse. That The universe <laughs> is ending on Halloween. Except so for it's Earth. it's called the Halloween apocalypse. No. But we don't still. know that it survived. The The flux well, never hit. Okay. The flux didn't hit. I guess. I think I we guess. can say it survived. Okay. We can safely. Yo, probably. They didn't destroy if, Earth. If in the Earth first gets episode. destroyed, <laughs> Doctor Who's going to be very different in the future. There's five <laughs> people left in the entire universe. The Earth is defended. Well, this grain of oh, sand wow. that I have in my necklace is the only thing left of Earth. Yeah. Corbin, what's your score? Um. I noticed you haven't written yours down. I haven't. I okay. just remembered something. I feel like they were trying to do too much in this episode. Okay. It feels like a lot of stuff. And I just remembered there was that one scene I pointed out during the episode because it was weird where he's at the soup kitchen and something flashes by and it's clearly like alien tech. Oh, yeah, it was Carvanisa. Yeah. Well, you said dumb, that. I, yeah. I was like, what the heck is that? And you're like, oh, it's Carvanista. It's tracking him. But I mean... I didn't feel like it was that. And I almost feel like now, like, that seems like them setting up a different alien entirely. That would be very dumb. Because it is a little strange for Carvanista to have tracked him there and then waited, like, several hours until he was back at his house and then just busted through his door. 
I'll give you that. So I feel like maybe that is even its own different thing. It's like, guys, you're trying to do way too <laughs> That better much. not be another plot there line. There was a whole five-minute scene with her trying to get away from that, that, that was weeping yeah. angel, only to just get launched in the past anyways because she was an idiot. So, like, there was just too much. I think there was too much. Mm. But I still think it was good. It was. I disagree. Which was a fine episode. So I'm going to say... Um, Nine out of ten blue skulls, azure skulls, I guess. <laughs> azure uh, sugar skull. Yes. Um, creep levels. Not much to say here, really. Nah. Um, yeah. I'm going to go 50. I mean, Swarm is pretty creepy. Uh, yeah. And I, I will also say, you know what? I'm going to give it 75 because when I was a kid, the nothing terrified me. It did? So, oh, yeah. You got to remember, I watched that movie... For the first time when, when I was like, like five. yeah, I was like <laughs> six or seven, probably. I was, I was. That movie is kind of intense. Too young, to put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is an intense movie. Yeah, pretty. It pretty really pretty. is, yeah. And then that wolf at the end always gave me wolves. Oh, yeah. Um, Gamorg, is that his name? But I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie dying. in a... Come to me, Gamorg! That is not a movie for I am a train. children. Why why sounds like, like an old woman instead of yeah. a young boy. Anyways. I was like, what are you talking about? Um, so, hey, guys, listener input. I wanted to give a shout out to Cindy because I noticed that on our uh, our Facebook posts don't get a whole lot of views. So thanks, Facebook algorithm, for not showing our stuff to people. Um, Come on, Facebook. It gets less view, you know, not a lot of views and then even less clicks and interactions. But I did notice a pattern uh, this last week or so. Cindy... Uh, presumably one of our listeners, I can only imagine. Um, actually, I think she's written in before. I think I think we've featured her before. Ha- likes every post that I put up. So she every put week, up a random post that says, thank you, Cindy, I, and see if she I likes may it. Have, no, actually, I didn't because I wanted to save it for this. Oh. So um, I every week when I put out an episode, I link to the article, you know, the blog post that has the full show notes over at noobsinthehoovian.com. And um, it's just my way of just sort of sending up a, a signal flare. Hey guys, a new episode's out. I put it on Facebook. I put it on Twitter. On Twitter, um, there's, a, there's a couple folks there um, like, um, oh no. Oh no, I can't think of his name because he keeps changing his Twitter handle. Um, I can't think of his, uh, his first name. Um, all of a sudden, maybe Chris, is it Chris? You know who I'm talking about. He always retweets our, our post. I know that. And um uh, so I get a little bit of interaction on, on Twitter, not a ton, but a little bit. Um, but I always get a like, uh, from Cindy. So Cindy, we like you too. Thank you very yep. much. Um, theories, Go follow her. um, holy cow. Um, there is so much, I, we've already done a lot of speculating. Um, do we want to spend, um, any time briefly on theories just in general? I mean, like, I don't even know where to start. What is the flux? Who is Claire? What's the deal with the Weeping Angels? What's, okay. you know, so I think what the, do the Suntarans have to do with anything? You know, I'm just going to lay out how I think everything is connected. And it's going to be 100% right. take dictation. I want to hear, I want, I want us to be able to read this later. Everyone <laughs> listen in because you're about to be spoiled on the end of flux. I've actually been writing for Doctor Who for years, so... <laughs> I know all the ins and outs. <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys, Tripp's birth name was Christopher Chibnall. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Chibnall Reason. So I think Sugar Skull guy, Swarm. I don't even know his name. Swarm. Swarm. He made the flux as like a 
thing for the doctor to try and figure out to okay. like that's like his checkmate or whatever okay. and then that the doctor and swarm are from the same dimension but not the same race but not the same race okay. no because they look they look particularly different yes and yeah, then very different. i don't know what's up with that weird house but that's, oh that's yeah like right? Where I don't know if that's just supposed to Azure be creepy or, yeah. Which, by the way, I thought we were done with Diana. I yeah. thought she was a throwaway character. And then it's like, oh, no, she's going to oh, be no. integral, integral, in, integral. integral. <laughs> she's going to be an integer. No. Yeah. yeah. I'd say 17. I didn't think she was disappearing because I kind of thought she was out. relationship with Dan. But, but the whole thing I was. I thought it was going to be like oh, Yaz's sister. Her. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, we'll see her again, maybe. But not yeah. that she's going to be central to the plot. Maybe. You know, the main yeah. villain has taking her hostage they didn't have time to introduce not important characters in this episode you're not yeah yeah so then i feel like um dan is he's got to do something with that old guy who was digging oh swanson yeah williamson (laughs) williams swanson swanson (laughs) i almost said smithsonian smithsonian (laughs) (laughs) what sorts of wrong like I don't know wrong country. I I feel like <laughs> there's a museum. There's there's a connection. I don't know what the connection is with them, but they've got to have something to do with each other. So I don't know. There's something forming there. I still haven't figured it out yet. What's what's making you think that other than my crazy rant earlier? I I don't think they're the same person or anything. I just feel that I don't know. Like he's a descendant. Like maybe. Like. I don't know. I feel I need to get more of him before I. I feel like make the characters in this episode are connected somehow, <laughs> and they might all have something to do with the plot. It's crazy. Um, okay, but yeah, I Any feel like thoughts? they're they're connected somehow. I don't really know yet. But all right, so the key things that I'm hanging on to here is that you say Swarm made the flux and is from the same dimension that the Timeless Child yeah. is from, and that Dan and and Williamson are connected somehow. Those are the big mm-hmm. things that I'm that I'm um, pulling from that. So you heard it here first, guys. That's that's the yep. end of the show right there. Yep. That is Boom. how. No need to watch anymore. Around. Yeah, we don't even have to watch it now. Except the trip said, you know, something to do. Like, something or other. I really wanted you to pinpoint it. Nail it down. How okay. are Dan and Williamson okay. connected? Nail it down. So, Call it right now. Call um, it. Don't think. He's just be, vibe it, man. Just feel it like you always do. It's got to be universe some. All right. Descendant. Definitely descendant. Which is why Dan is so special. Because this guy figure something out in the time between those two people. So that's why he's special, which okay. is why the dog was leaning so heavily into how he's not special. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that was the thing was, yeah, I felt like Carvanista was, was overplaying his Over, hand and saying yeah. you're worthless and insignificant. I feel yeah. like that was telling us Dan is definitely important. So that has something to do with the division. Cause why would he get assigned some totally completely insignificant guy if he's like some special leader and oh, he's in the you're division? My mind. Okay. So yeah. So Dan I has am, to do something with the division. Pretty now. sure Dan is a time lord. I don't. A, I'm I don't pretty think sure he's so. a. I'm pretty sure he's a time lord with a chameleon arch. Or he's they're not playing it too well. They're not setting it up that way. That I don't feel because he's like. 
I thought originally, oh, he's the special companion guy because he's the companion, so he's going to be special save the world guy. But I don't know. They're playing too much into his insignificance that I feel like he has something to do with the division. Well, yeah, but I, I think he he may, but I think it's because I think he's it's because he's a time. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of confused. I thought the division was a thing within Gallifrey. So to have Lucari be part of the division, now I'm kind of confused. So now I'm wondering, is the division bigger than the Time Lords? Or or do they just also recruit other species? Corbin, you want to take a stab? Nah. Nah. (laughs) No. I've just laid out the whole season for you guys. All right, guys. Well, we we made it. We're here at Series 13. Uh, Next week, we're covering the War of the Sontarans. This would be... Doctor Who, colon, flux, dash, chapter two, <laughs> comma, the war of the Sontarans. Yeah. That's, by the way, that, I, somebody go put that in the notes. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> Doctor Who, colon, flux, dash, chapter whatever, comma, title. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, after series 13, don't forget, we're going to be doing our best of series. Guys, we want to make this as amazing as possible. It's kind of send off the podcast with a bang. And um, we are we're stretching towards uh, 200 episodes. We we are set to land right in that neighborhood right now. So we may have to add or subtract or something like that. But um, we're going to land right around the 200 mark. Um, we're uh, by the way, we're going to definitely hit 200. We're not stopping at one. Oh yeah, definitely going to hit 200. Um, but uh, you need to go to noobsinthehoovian.com slash best of and vote on your favorite episodes so far. Your favorite uh, festive special. And then your favorite episode, or excuse me, favorite story from each of the New Who Doctors. We want to cover all that. We're going to sprinkle in some timey-wimeys. We're also going to be doing, uh, wrapping up the master plan. So we've got all kinds of fun stuff after Flux is over. That is, if our collective heads haven't all exploded (laughs) at the end of that that story. So guys, Noobs in the Whovian, as always, is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is Comedic Relief. I'm Trip. The production editor is the other one. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his Classic Who connections and shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us over at NoobsInTheHoovian.com where you can find links to all of our social media, how to support us, our email, all that stuff, and a big old subscribe button. Make sure that wherever you do subscribe that you also leave a rating if they let you. Share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're, we're the noobs. And... As always, until next time, be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. Goodbye. I'm pretty sure there's some bloopers. I mean, should be. We've been here for like 97 minutes. Yeah. Already, it's, so it's, what's, what's another five minutes? You were telling me to talk, so I was just what talking. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you I'd smack you. Up? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd shoot you. It's against the law. <laughs> to sing out of tune? Yes. I'm never singing again. Yep. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. I always sing out of tune. For our sound check, uh, could I get a beat? A beat? The way y'all both started, like, exactly on, on time with each other, that was amazing. <sighs> hey, uh, it's Austin, and this is a sound check. I forgot how these work. And the levels aren't set right at all. Okay. So. Why? What happened? Well, because um, mom and brain recorded. Oh, you turd. Who, mom? No, No, the computer.
His mom brand recorded. You turn. <laughs> uh.